You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. But for now, Santa, sliding down that chimney. He's eating your milk and cookies. Getting ready to leave some presents under that tree. Talked about Oregon State under to close last segment. Uh, Santa, do you have anything more thoughts on Oregon State and that win total? And then we can go to our win total number two whenever you're ready. Yeah, sure. So just to, to emphasize a couple of the key points from the last segment, uh, maybe uh, explain them in more detail or a little differently. Uh, Oregon State's win total is set at eight and a half. Uh, one thing that I like to do is just look at the baseline expectations for the program. Uh, how many games do they typically win? Uh, depending on like what coaching cycle they're in, et cetera. And how does the market typically line them? Are they typically a team that's rated like an 11 win total team, like an Ohio State, for example, Ohio State's baseline, almost no matter who the coach is, with very few exceptions, uh, their baseline is going to be like 10 and a half or 11 wins. Like that's the expectation for Ohio State every time. And if it ever deviates too much from that, and it did a few years ago in Justin Fields' first season, it got it down to like 10 juiced over then that would be an opportunity to play back to the baseline, to play the team back to what they typically are. Um, and usually it's because it's these moves, like the market moving a team off of their baseline is usually almost entirely about recency. It's like something just happened the year before that was so striking and so positive or so negative that now the market expectation is much different than what what typically is expected for the school. So we talked about that with Florida yesterday, who was actually the team that lost to Oregon State in the bowl game 30-3. to And Florida, again, bad season, smoked in their bowl game. Uh, top, uh, quarterback goes top five in the NFL draft. You have to replace them. That's a, these are all very, like, recency-based things for, like, Florida's program might be in a lot of trouble right now. Usually these things ends up just going back to the baseline or at least kind of going back toward some kind of average uh, win total, some kind of average number of wins, even if things look dire right now and trying to remember that and not get too caught up in all the hype and all the discussion right now about your team um, can be really valuable to try to bet into stuff like this. Every It's not like every bet's a winner, but you know, this stuff happens a lot and the, the schedule will often be used as this like cudgel to be like, no, you are wrong because of the schedule. And it's like, well, the schedule is what originally creates the market. And then you have to find angles that are different than just like, here's what the projections are for the games. You can make your own projections. That's one way to do it, but it doesn't have to be the only way to do it. Um, I like to play teams kind of back toward what their program averages are in general. And Oregon State is not an eight and a half team. And they've basically... I would say it's been since like the turn of the century that they've been an eight and a half team or should be expected to be an eight and a half team. The last time their win total was this high was 2013. Uh, they were coming off. Stop me if you've heard this before. They were coming off a really unexpected nine win season. Oh, that sounds like this year coming off a really unexpected nine win season. The win total was eight and a half. They won six games. So just like usually these things tend to find themselves back toward the middle. Oregon State had a great year last year. They went way over their win total. They won nine games. Now the market expectation reflects that and expects the same thing when the market expects the same thing again and it was like a crazy special season 
that's like a big alarm should be going off in your head when the market's now like, okay, that's the new normal. That's the new baseline. And with Oregon State, like, could it happen again? Sure. Sometimes teams win uh, a lot of games in a row when it's unexpected. Purdue did that the last two years. I think they won eight games each of the last two years. They made the Big Ten championship game last year. That would be a case where, like, they did something crazy. Then they did it again. And uh, that's one of the reasons why their coach got a better job and left. So I, I think it can happen. And Jonathan Smith's a really good coach, but I just don't think it should be the expectation. Uh, I think it is more likely that they're just a good seven or eight win team, which would be a really good season for them, by the way. Oregon State goes eight and four. They should be really happy about that. But you won't be if you bet the over because it'll be under eight and a half. Um, so like like the under on Oregon State basically uh, follows the exact same principles of Florida yesterday, just in terms of how I bet win totals. Um, playing teams that are not elite uh, and are not Alabama and Ohio State, playing them back toward like a middle of six or seven wins. So we did Florida over to get back there yesterday. We're doing Oregon State under from approaching it from a different angle. And then point number two, which I've kind of explained to death and I don't have to anymore, is when t the market is expecting something much different from a team than what they typically do, um, that should be when you can maybe find a valuable bet. And the market is expecting Oregon State to be extremely good this year. And I think they might just be good. And good's going to be good enough to go under. All right, Santa, good stuff there. Oregon State under, great explanation behind it. You better you bet with Nick and Santa Claus, Santa Lockerson, a.k.a. Ken Barkley, on X at Lockie Lockerson. Uh, that was the first of two win totals that you got for us today, Santa. Oregon State under was number one. What is the second? So uh, I'm just going to open up the, the new spreadsheet because we have to, in the middle of the segment, do that. Uh, this is a win total that I have not bet yet. Um, it is an under. And the reason I haven't bet it yet, I will bet it, uh, even at the number that's in the market right now. I'm not sure where the number is going, and there's a good amount of bullishness on this team this year. This isn't uh, the super hyped teams, right? This isn't Texas or Florida State or a team like that. But it's a team that I think a lot of people really like that had a great year last year. And I'm, I'm not entirely convinced that the number is not going to go up a half win more. And man, if it goes up a half win more, then it's really good. Um, and that team is Tennessee. So Tennessee's win total in the market right now is nine. And it's worth noting, just like with Oregon State, so you're going to look at a couple places, Oregon State's under uh, on eight and a half is going to be juiced like minus 150, minus 140, MGM's minus 135. I, I mean, you know, we say shop around on the show, you listen to other gambling content, they say the same thing. I bet a minus 115 on Oregon State this morning in one place that I found. So it just, that shows you how different the number can be right now on all these things. Like, obviously, if you have the chance to not bet minus 150 on an under and you have a chance to bet something anywhere better than that, and minus 135 at MGM is like a reasonable number. That is not definitely not close to the worst number in the market on their under. Just like that with Tennessee, this is a little all over the map in terms of how the nines are, are juiced. And uh, I think there are some places where the unders are plus, And there are other places like MGM where it's minus 115 to the under on nine. So again, just it's all kind of in motion right now. Price shopping is going to be your friend. I'm not entirely convinced we're not going to nine and a half. Tennessee got bet into oblivion right before the year last year up on their win total. Um, to the point that I had to really think long and hard about making like a big bet under. I didn't. I had a little bit on under on eight, I think. And uh, and obviously they exceeded those expectations. I don't know if the same, I think the same thing might happen this year, honestly. There's just a lot. People really like this team and really like this program now, which is really funny because they have kind of been a laughing stock for like, I don't know, 18 years or something like that. And in the very few situations where a lot was expected from Tennessee, uh, they have fallen short of those expectations in those rare spots. The, the most famous one in recent memory uh, where the win total was this high would be 2016. That was uh, Butch Jones year four. Yeah. Josh Dobbs was back. A lot of talent was back. The win total in the market was 10. 
people who remember that Tennessee season remember there was like a really heartbreaking loss to Florida in there. I guess that could be a lot of seasons and they ended up winning eight games. Um, it doesn't, not that it has to play out exactly the same way this year. Tennessee won 10 games last year. I, I you know, a quick recap for people who need it. Um, Hendon Hooker is the starting quarterback, ends up becoming a dark horse Heisman candidate. They beat Alabama and tear down the goalposts. Like it's a historic legendary kind of a Tennessee season that really like should or could have ended with a playoff appearance and maybe a national championship, but Hooker gets hurt. They lose to South Carolina and the season kind of falls apart. Still won 10 games, like a crazy season lost to Georgia, obviously as well, crazy season. And now the market setting the number at nine is essentially, Hey, you know, that was a crazy legend. You guys beat Alabama, made the kick. You tore down the goalposts. That was a crazy, awesome year. Okay. Just do it again. Just do it again. How hard can it be? Well, it's pretty difficult because they, like, you know, never do it. Ever. So just, again, like, the baseline expectation for a program. And Tennessee's a little different. They recruit like crazy. They have won national championships before. They've had good seasons before. But, like, you can't, and Nick's writing the, the, the player personnel stuff, which we can get to in a second in the, in the chat. Just, like, when the market changes the baseline expectation to match a crazy special season again just like with oregon state like these teams have something in common they both popped last year huge and the market goes oh well that must be the new average like this is what you just oh sure like why can't you just do that again but there's a lot of reasons like yeah maybe milton's a really good quarterback he's replacing hendon hooker apparently he can throw the ball about 900 yards in the air and everybody can't stop talking about it we don't know what that's going to look like like Jalen Hyatt, who Nick obviously knows because he plays on the Giants now and everybody thinks he's pretty awesome and might be like a Won contributor the for the Giants this year. Won the yeah. Belitnikoff last year. Pretty good player. Was was the best wide receiver in college football last year. And by the way, the team was essentially defined by their passing offense. Josh Heupel, their offensive coordinator, who, by the way, isn't on the team anymore. I just, it doesn't, again, it's, it's just like with Oregon State. If Oregon State goes eight and four, they had a good year. Like you should, like that's positive. That's a, like a program that is a good program that like uh, achieved something meaningful and it goes under the win total still because that's how high it is. Like if Tennessee goes eight and four and has like a couple upsets and plays pretty well, like, okay, cool. They lose to Georgia, whatever. Now the fans will hate that and they won't like that. Like eight and four in the context of Tennessee football, eight and four would be the fourth best season of the last 15 years. Like just to put that in context, that goes under this. And so it's just, again, what is a re it's, college football, a term you will not hear a lot, reasonable expectations. Okay, when you're betting a win total, ask yourself, what is a reasonable expectation given the history of this program? And Tennessee has some accolades. They have some accomplishments, especially from about 20 years ago. But like the last 20 years, still recruit really well, still have a lot of good players. Ultimately, like probably a seven and five, eight and four kind of a team in some years that can occasionally achieve much more. They did that last year, but the market expectation can't be to do that again. It's just not likely. doesn't mean it can't happen. They can win every game, just unlikely. And unlikely is what we're playing into here. Nine and a half is just the nuts in this situation, in my opinion. So I haven't bet it yet, but if forced to, I'll bet a lot of money on under nine if we get to the start of the year. So what, what would you recommend as like an entry point here? Like at what point, if it doesn't go to nine and a half, are you like, okay, I'm going to bet this nine? Like right before the start of the season, do we run the risk yeah. of going down to eight and a half? Don't think it's going to go to eight and a half. People think Milton's going to win the Heisman. Uh, an article was written in a couple national publications about Tennessee very glowingly the last couple days. One of them was titled, like, why Josh Heupel has figured out what all the Tennessee coaches couldn't. And I was like, okay, that's kind of how we're feeling about this team right now. All right. Um, so I, I don't think I'm in jeopardy of losing nine. 
And uh, yeah, if you want to bet nine now, great. I'm going to try to hold out for nine and a half a little bit more. Maybe it's a week, maybe it's two weeks. I honestly don't know. I just haven't bet this yet. And uh, and so I just wanted to say that. I like how Josh Heupel's figured out what other Tennessee coaches haven't. Like uh, recruit Peyton Manning and Peerless Price, T. Martin. Beat Alabama on a crazy last-second field goal. <laughs> that was pretty. He figured that, that was out. Pretty crazy. That was pretty that crazy. Was awesome. That was. It was yeah. like a, it was like a fifty-six-yard field goal too. Right? It wasn't. It wasn't even a short one. It wasn't a gimme. Yeah. That was a long field nah, goal. That's cool. They'll just, they'll just do it again, though. They'll just win ten games again. <laughs> so easy. So easy to do. <laughs>